Welcome to Catch the Fire London's podcast. We pray that you will be radically transformed as you listen to this message. Glory to God in the highest heaven and of peace to those on whom his favor rests.
Be seated again as we have our next reading from Olivia. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to the public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God's with us. Amen. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Okay, having a good time so far. Come on. Those kids were wonderful, and their readings have been great. Thank you, Olivia. So, okay, talking about Emmanuel, God with us, God dwelling with us on this earth and inhabiting this place that he created. So yesterday was a super tough day for me, right? So as many of you know, Dan's back has been pretty bad the last week and he's not been able to move around much. Praise the Lord, he's here today, right? Come on for healing. Thank you, Jesus. 
You know, we've had Isla who's had some pretty big feelings. Everyone knows toddlers, they get these little big feelings and little bodies, right? And they don't quite know what to do with them. So we've had a lot of negotiating and compromise and talking things through. And Caleb has just been like my little shadow the last week. And he's been my little limpet attached to me, you know, really doesn't want to let go. And on top of all of this, I don't know if some of you may have heard, but there was an explosion in Jersey yesterday, and the uh, flats that blew up were two blocks away from where my stepnan lives. And so there was a lot of concern. We were calling, checking in on everybody, making sure everyone was okay. Friends and family who's been affected, you know, seeing the count in Jersey of people putting their status on, you know, we're here, we're okay. And so yesterday was a really, really tough day being real. And so it came to putting the kids to bed and I was exhausted. I was bone dry by this point, you know, thinking, please let them go to bed so I can just chill and just relax and put my feet up. And so Caleb went to bed first, thought he was all gone, looked on the monitor, looked perfectly still, not moving an inch. Okay, he looks pretty good. Come on, Isla, let's usher you in. Got her into the bed, you know, creeping through the darkness because it's pitch black in there with the white noise on. And then suddenly this voice from the darkness, Mama? (laughs) (laughs) Mama? And so I was like, no. And so I was like, come on, Isla, into bed. She went in, and Caleb was just, Mama, Isla, Mama, Isla. And so we were like, shh, Caleb, it's time to sleep. And I was like, God, I am, I'm exhausted by this point. My stress levels were through the roof. I was at the end of my rope. I was like, I've got nothing else to give. I could feel the panic rising within me, thinking, if I can't get these kids to sleep soon, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I was like, I've got nothing. And then this other voice rose out of the darkness. Hallelujah. I looked around and Isla was sat there. Hallelujah. And Caleb echoed, Hallelujah. <laughs> and in that moment, in the darkness, in the still, I was reminded, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord God Almighty. Praise the Lord God Almighty, God who reigns forevermore. The Lord God Almighty reigns. And as we begin to sing together, hallelujah. I could feel the strife, the stress, the exhaustion ebbing away in that moment. And as we sang and as we worshiped, as I was led into worship by my kids, precious moment there I tell you (laughs) the presence of God came in the room and when the presence of God comes in the room what comes with him he is the prince of peace he is mighty counselor and he is the fullness of joy and he is Emmanuel God with us so in our strife in our exhaustion in our pain in our in our in our suffering, in that moment where we turn and we fix our gaze upon Jesus Christ, God with us, Emmanuel. He is there with us in that moment and His presence comes in like a flood and, and descends upon us. The hovering of His Holy Spirit, like in the beginning of creation, whoosh, comes in. And in that moment, 
is peace of everything that we need. And in His presence is the fullness of joy. And so whenever you feel like you're at the end, whenever you don't know what to do, whenever you feel like you've got nothing left within you, when you feel like you are bone dry and exhausted, you raise a little hallelujah. You raise a little hallelujah. When it's all you've got, when it's all you can give, and as you raise your voice in praise, the presence of the Lord God Almighty will come like a flood upon you and He will thicken His presence around you and He will pour out the joy of the Lord for the joy of the Lord becomes your strength, right? It becomes your strength, it becomes your conviction, it becomes who you are and you rest upon the Lord of hosts Himself. And so you need to know in this place that God abided with us. He came amongst us. He walked on this earth because He knew that He was to be one with the people, that the people needed His presence and what He could bring. And so in this season, you know, we talked about it last week. If you're finding it hard, if you don't know what to do, I promise you, God is with you. And you raise a hallelujah. You raise a little hope. You raise a little hallelujah in that place when you can't even say the whole word. And watch the Lord come in like a flood and fill you with everything that you need.
his power and glory evermore proclaim. Jesus, we will proclaim of your power and glory forevermore, unceasing. Amen. Jacob's going to do our next reading for us. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a, cens that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus was go governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to, to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in, in Galilee to Judah to Bethlehem, the town of David. Because he belonged to the house and line of David, he was there to register with Mary, who pledged to, marry, to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in the cloths and placed him in a manger, because there were, was no guest room available for them, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared up to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said "Do not to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that, that will cause great joy for all of the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on, on earth peace to those on whom his faith rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has to told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in, a, in the manger. Wow. Amazing. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you. There were some big words in that one. I'm glad I didn't have to do that. There's so much richness in the story of Christmas. And the things I want to start with just really quickly sharing with you is there's three things from this verse that really stick out to me. The first thing was, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Did you know that Bethlehem means house of bread? Jesus, who later in his adult life and ministry referred to himself as the bread of life, was born in the house of bread. There's no coincidence there that he was born in a place symbolic of who he was going to be to the world. 
It then talks about him being laid in a manger, and I'll share a post I share every year on Facebook later, and so you can find it and look it up. But there's some really significant things about the sacrifice of the perfect spotless lamb being laid in a stone manger by the shepherds in exactly the same way that Jesus, as the perfect spotless lamb of God, was laid in a manger to be seen by shepherds. But let's go on to the shepherds, because this is what I wanted to share with you for a second. Did you know that shepherds weren't trusted in Jewish society? They weren't allowed to testify in court. They were known as liars. They were viewed as dirty. They were viewed as people who had less rights societally than anyone else. Being a shepherd was not a good thing in Jesus' time. And yet, joy to the world. Angels announcing the arrival of the birth of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords happened to people of no renown. It happened first and foremost to the least of those. And then it says later on that they went to see him. And then a little bit further on in that passage, it says that they then went quickly around the town to tell everyone of what they'd seen. And it doesn't say that people doubted them. It doesn't say that people didn't listen to them. It says that people marveled at what they had heard. Because what happened in that moment was Jesus showed up to the least of those, the most unequipped, the most unqualified to be the messengers of his word showed himself and even in their lips truth was heard and trusted and so I want to just tell you today that if you view yourself as lowly if you view yourself as undeserving if you view yourself as broken if you view yourself as somebody who is not deserving of Jesus coming to set you free I want to tell you something he started off with the shepherds so you would know that there's not a person low that he can't reach And so Christmas is for you. Christmas is for breakthrough. Christmas is for freedom. Christmas is to understand promises being fulfilled. Christmas this year is for you to know that you are worth the King of kings and the Lord of lords, humbling himself to such a measure that he would come to this earth, be born in the vulnerable form of a babe, and in doing so, live his life as an example for us so that then after 33 years of his life, die on a cross to set us free from our sins and our mistakes because he is the perfect spotless lamb who came to die to set us free. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's worship. Why don't we stand? I know I was like up and down, up and down, but it's just, it's good exercise.
why don't you just imagine that was you in that moment minding your own business on that hillside when the sky lit up filled with the hosts of heaven telling you something that your generations have been waiting for in language that you understand that'd be a little bit mind-blowing and as you capture your heart in that why don't you just give glory to him because he did it for them and he's done it for you give glory to him we give glory to you God we give glory to you God coming to do our last reading for us. Look at this beautiful angel. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 11. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him when he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law he asked them where the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem in Judea they replied for this is what the prophet has written but you Bethlehem in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah for out of you will come a a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I may too go and worship him. 
After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother May, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Amen. Thank you, Edie. Thank you so much. Steve. There's lots of things I felt God wanted to sort of release right now, but I'm just going to settle on one of them. The magi, the wise men, the astronomers, the, uh, the people who were seeing from a different place in a different country, in a different religion, but they were seeing something that they understood to be important. God spoke to them in the language that they could understand to draw them to himself. But when they got there, they didn't worship the star. They didn't worship the fact that they'd figured it out. They didn't worship the prophecies. They didn't worship anything. They came because of everything else to worship Jesus. And I just felt as we were gathered here today and people watching online that there was a lot of things that we would be tempted to worship in our life. Money, power, control, stuff, gadgets, politics, religion, church itself, the, the disciplines of church. But everything that God has put in our life will be there to speak in our language, not so that we worship those things, but so that we come to Him and worship Him. Because the temptations are going to be all around us. Even this Christmas, like many of us, I say many of us, not really me, but my wife is fairly, fairly excited by the idea of presents. And she's just as excited to give as to receive. Like She's more excited to give than receive. I mean, that's quite biblical. But the point is, it's not about the presents. It's not about the turkey. It's not about the rest. It's not about the, the holiday. It's not about even each other. All of this stuff is there to design, is designed to draw us and lead us to Jesus. And so I want to bless you this Christmas to have worship songs, prophetic words, each other, family, food, gifts, presents, whatever it may be, as signs, stars that will lead you to Jesus. And I, I just want to empower you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit with an impartation that whatever it is that happens in your life will draw you to Jesus. And some of you may have negative things that happen in your life over the next few weeks. And some of us have different families. And some of us enjoy our families. But whatever it is, that it would lead you to Jesus because we're not here to worship creation. You know, I literally said to someone um, a few weeks back that they, were, they didn't believe in God, they didn't believe in Christianity, they believed in creation, humanism and creationism. And I was like, that's so sad. Creation was put there to draw you to the Creator. There's another person I met who came into dwell who was like, well, spiritual vibes and energy. And I'm like, no, no, no. All of this was designed to draw you 
to Jesus? Why would you worship the spirits when you can worship God who created the spirits? Why would you worship creation when you can worship Creator? Why would you worship the gifts? Why would you worship the celebration when you can worship the one we're designed to celebrate? So don't get duped this Christmas. Don't get conned by the world and by the darkness to go anywhere else other than using everything that's in your life to, to draw you to the person of Jesus. We saw the star. We followed the star because we wanted to worship Jesus. And these are people who didn't even know who Jesus was. King of the Jews, don't even know what that is. But we're here to worship him. And you may not understand everything. I don't think those wise men were that wise in many respects. I think they didn't have a clue what they were doing but they knew what to follow and they knew why. So you may not have it all together. You may have a lot of problems this Christmas, but if you know where you're heading and who you're worshiping, you're going to be just fine. Amen, amen. So... In a second, we're going to pray for everybody. We've got some ministry we're going to do. But also, if you're here and either visiting or you're here and maybe when Stu said worship God, you don't entirely know what that looks like in your heart or you want to respond to some of the things you've heard today, then please talk to us at the end. But we'll pray in a minute. But before that, just a few quick reminders of the notices. So next Sunday, we have church again here, 10.30 a.m. And so be here. It's going to be Chloe preaching about the hallelujah of heaven, which Ashley had no idea about. And so if you liked what Ashley said, you're going to really like what Chloe said. Um, but also um, we have on the 19th our dwell at Something's Brewing carol service open to the public. There's going to be carols spilling out onto the streets with non-alcoholic mulled wine and hot chocolate and coffee and all that kind of stuff as well. And